Hello and welcome to Messy Business with me, Kirsty Kianifard. And me, Sarah Taylor. The show where Kirsty and I lift the lid on what it's really like to run a business. Which we all know isn't anywhere near as glamorous as Instagram makes out. So to help make navigating the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship that little bit easier, each week we'll be unpacking the highs and lows of our own business journeys. And we'll also be hearing from you with your misadventures, magic moments, and of course, your own messy business stories. Because after all, a problem shared is a problem halved. And let's face it, this business malarkey is a whole lot easier when we do it together. We are live. Welcome to Messy Business. The levels are very high. Maybe that was just because you were shouting. So Sarah, would you like to reveal to everyone why this is going to be the shortest episode in the history of Messy Business? (laughs) Reveal. Reveal. Okay. So the reason why is because we've been chatting about super exciting plans for the future of Messy Business. No, the actual truth. Not the prof- not the professional truth. What what just happened? We were doing that as well. well we were doing that, but and then we, we had, had a dance off, right? To Kylie Minogue, and you had in your hand two teaspoons. <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing with two teaspoons, wasn't I? Yeah, it was good actually. I do. So actually, I feel like we could do um everyone a favor here. Obviously, return to the podcast, but just hit pause for a minute. Go open your Spotify. Not you hit pause. I'm telling the listeners to hit pause. Oh, I see. Go over to Spotify and... Not you. Oh, And play. What will we listen to? Which song by Kylie? On a Night Like This. this. Put it right up. You can thank us later. (laughs) How long has it been? I haven't heard that tune for ages. I love that tune. Yeah, it's good. All right. How's uh, how things... how's, How's it going, Sarah? It's good. It's good. It's good. I had a bit of a flat. I felt a bit flat this morning when I woke up. And I went down to the sea. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And it really, yeah, I was just down there going, oh, this is like, it's like you, we know what to do, don't we? Mm. And I felt like I did 25% of what I needed to do. Because what I really needed to do when I got down there, I thought, I need to get in there. In the sea. In that water. Mm. So that's a reminder for Kirsty. <laughs> But we are going to start cold water swimming. Yeah. Very soon, aren't we? Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. Right, should we start with our um, conversation cards? starters? Yeah, let's get it the done. Let's get it done. Okay. This is the question of the day. What do you think would be the greatest gift to receive? Ooh. I know what mine is straight away. Is it a deep one? Probably. Go on then. Yeah, I was just trying to think, can I think of a more superficial one as well? Um, Time. Time is the greatest gift that I can receive. You know, like love languages. Hmm. Um, I don't know if there is a love language that's time, and I think there is, but like for me, the best thing that anyone can do is create time for me. So like Hmm. if someone says... Yeah, I don't know. Someone does something for me, so it it removes that thing that I have to do and just frees up a bit more time. Or, yeah, I guess the greatest gift ever would be someone coming to my door and being like, right, for the next week, 
your diary's been cleared, everyone's got what they need from you, you don't need to do anything but exactly what you want to do. Like, it could be like, I don't know, I could just be like, (laughs) okay, great, I'm going to go on holiday for a week, or I'm going to, you know, I don't know, go and check into a spa and just have a, just, you know, to take all of those things, the mental load as well as the, like, practical things, Mm. um, that, yeah, and I think that does happen in little bite-sized pieces, you know, when someone says, oh, you know, that thing, I, I've already done it, or whatever. Um, yeah, so time. Time is the greatest gift that I could ever receive. What about you? Mm. I think there is a love language around that, by is the there? way. Yeah, so there's the first one that came to my mind was like quality time. And then I thought, no, it's not quite that. There's one that is like, I can't think what the name of it is, but it is like that. It's like... And you've said this to me before, because I know we did the love language thing. Um, Is it acts of service or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Where people are thoughtfully, like, you know, doing things that are helpful to you sort of thing. Yeah, because it'd even be things like, like, you do this sometimes. You'll be like, I know I got some bits in for lunch or... Mm. And, like, even though it might not feel like oh, that's giving me hours, but, like, sometimes that mental load of being like, oh, and I need to pop out and get myself some lunch, yeah. or then I need to go and get, or even, like, a coffee. Someone brings you a coffee, and you're sitting there going, I really want a coffee, <laughs> but yeah. I've got this, 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 and this, and that will probably be the thing that goes. Um, it creates extra time for you. Hmm. So I love that. Yeah. I'd much rather that than a physical thing. I'm really over that now. Physical mm. gifts, you know, like it's lovely, and I think the thoughtful ones are really nice, but like just stuff kind of, yeah. Mm. You? I think the thing that came up for me was, um, and I haven't got quite got it clear in my head, but I'll give it a go. Is almost like the gift of it, it's probably the gift of something like trusting that everything's gonna work out sort of thing or it's like to get to remove the anxiety like reassurance or assurance something like that because I know you know that I do is that something someone can give you I notice it quite can someone give me it well the universe can give it me okay I don't know if someone else can give it to me does it work if someone's like reassuring? I love a bit, yeah. I mean, I love a bit of you know affirmate, uh, affirmation or is that quite the validation <laughs> or that, um, that's reassurance? What's that love language? Words of words of affirmation, I think, isn't that love okay. language? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like to be. I do like to be, and of course, it's a funny that one because I know that that's that's just words as well. Mm. You yeah. know, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's like, well, kind of like, I do seek that, but then I also know that people could, you know, yeah, it's just words. It's got to be backed up with action. But yeah, that would be the thing that would come for me. Were you going to do a superficial one or leave it there? I couldn't really think of anything yet. Okay. Um, I can't think of Oh, actually, well, I guess maybe it's superficial, but I guess I think it's the same thing. But I'd also love, 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 love to have someone in my life that just, like, tidies up all the time. <laughs> like, a, yeah, okay, yeah. like, all the time. I think I quite like following oh me around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But definitely, like, 
you know, just, yeah, just sort of like just tidying up after like kids and oh, all that chaos and organizing things. I just feel like, but again, it's about creating time for me. It creates, when things are organized and sorted, it creates that mental space. Yeah. And so that makes me feel I can do more. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that frustration of like, you've done all of the things that you were going to do and you kind of like you've done your side of things and then you walk into the house and I don't know, one of the kids has decided to do some arts and crafts and it's everywhere or whatever. Um, and then you're just like, oh God, like mm. more things to do. So yeah, I don't know if that's that superficial, but yeah, mm. like that. I think, it, I think it's like, um, it's making me think about that thing about like if you've got mess, messy or chaotic like environment, it really does affect you, doesn't yeah. it? And I have like noticed this the second week that we've been co-working, and um, in the, some space at, at my abode. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like I because of that I have kept thing kept on top of the tidying up, mm. <laughs> and it's actually really like beneficial for me. Yeah. To, like, get up in the morning and think there's not, like, chaos everywhere or, you know, that's just me in my house. God knows, like, having a family, I can't even imagine. But, yeah, so it does make such a big difference. And I'm sure that's probably a very common thing for people. Yeah. We've got that sort of tidiness and it's like a clean slate to start, isn't it? You haven't yeah. got it, like, clutter, cluttery feeling. And also you get those things where there's certain areas that, you know, need, like, a big sort out. Mm. Like, I heard someone recently saying that they used to think that wardrobe, organ- like, someone that would pay someone to organise their wardrobe was, like, a real ridiculous thing. Like, why can you not organise your wardrobe yourself? And then he said that now he's come to realise how valuable that is. And it's because the reality is those sort of things that aren't pressing and there's always things on they the to-do pressing, list yeah. that are more important or we'd rather do something else yeah. as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it. but you know I think that it, but it can be so cathartic I've done a lot of that recently just like really kind of taking everything out and just chucking things and it's just mm. yeah feels good it feels good okay so have you got anything to bring to the altar I know that? you have so I'm, I'm going to hand over to you because okay yeah so the thing I've got to bring to the altar is, um, <clears throat> I guess it's related to client satisfaction, oh. meeting your client's expectations uh. or exceeding your client's expectations, which of course is what we all want to do uh-huh. in our businesses. And um, the reason that I was thinking about that was because you and I met on Saturday um, and you just had brunch at well, a place. I don't think you can call it that. Exactly. At a place that we have met a few times mm-hmm. in um, Brighton. And you were hugely dissatisfied and disappointed with what you'd had to eat. Mm. Well, because you got there before me earlier. And um, I was just thinking about it, how like... Because basically, in the past... I mean, it's been a bit up and down there, hasn't it? The food that we've had there, and I'm. Anyway, You've already opted out. You I've see, kind I, adm- of opted I admire out. this in you. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. Like, you know, I'm the kind of client that someone that owns a cafe or restaurant wants that's convenient because I there's other pros to this place that keep me going back. Yeah, 
of course there's lots of pros to that, lots of pros to that place. And the coffee's always okay. Coffee's always good. Um, but yeah, it just got me thinking about this thing like, um, and I'll tell you the exact thing that I was thinking about in terms of one of the offers, if you like, that I'm planning to release, launch in the new year for Prabhupada, which is a training course. And um, a series of training courses, but the first one I want to get out. And we discussed it briefly this week. Like, my plan is to deliver it in person, as in live in person, and then potentially transfer it to um, online. Um, And I was just thinking about the fact that this sort of like, you know, when we change a service or an offer that we have in our armory if you like mm-hmm. um so let's say use the example of a training course like i deliver that in person let's say people come you know they have an amazing experience they love it they learn loads and they enjoy the in-person element and then i deliver it again later in the year or something else because it probably won't work with that because there'll be new people but something else and they're like oh yeah it was so good but like, oh no, it's online this time mm-hmm. and they don't get the same experience there's and i without the piece around this benefits mm. of online you've got more reach people it's easier for them to come and all those benefits there is that it just got me thinking about that like because what we want to do each time is it is exceed keep exceeding don't we and like yeah just in business it just got me thinking about that kind of like or you know like and then i was like well where else do i feel that you know i was thinking well there's other i, I, got, I got stuck on the restaurant analogy mm. like you go to a place have an amazing meal and they've changed the chef yeah or yeah. they which is what happened with the cafe like yeah. they completely scrapped the original menu. breakfast menu and gave you panini or whatever it was <laughs> You know, and it's like they have reduced, you know, your the joy of having a cooked brunchy breakfast there. Yeah, which brings me on to thinking about something I've talked about on my podcast recently, which is about this idea of like predictability and consistency with a business. Um, As in like, I can see from like a business perspective why they strip their menu back. And it's probably because there it's like a place, well, it's it's in Stammer Park, um, which is like a a green, it's like a big not really a park is it it's much bigger than that and it's somewhere people go for like walks and like it take their dogs like and you can spend almost, yeah and you it? can spend hours of a weekend there mm. and um obviously people probably go there a bit less um in the winter and i could see that that's probably why they've done it is to pull back the menu because they're expecting less people and maybe they don't you know they they want to have less staff and so they need to pull back on the menu fine um but it's really obvious to clients when you have, or customers, when you have prioritised your needs over theirs. Oh, yeah. I think. And I'm not saying there's not... That's all... what's a bit jar, or yeah. a bit, like, feels a bit, yeah. Because it changes the predictability and consistency. Like, I go to this particular place most Saturdays because it's very near to where my girls go to a drama school, and... They're at their drama school for a good few hours and it's all, you know, it kind of makes sense for me to utilise that time and it's really nearby and all of those things. Um, but so, but I'm not going to be checking the menu every week because you start to build a relationship. It's kind of an energetic relationship. No, it's not 
verbal no one mm. said it but you 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 set like oh this is what i'm going to expect when i go there it's like a psychological contract that's what For it's sure. reminding me of yeah and i think that um then when that's broken yeah. and you kind of turn up and you're all ready and like <laughs> you know and then there is that and obviously there are ways to i think they didn't do particularly well in like transitioning that i think yeah. that's where the emphasis has got to be um but it actually makes me think of, I guess I can give a real life example in in um, our kind of businesses, which would be my membership. So I had the collective, which um, was like a really successful membership. We had loads of wellness business owners in there um, when my mum was ill and then, and then passed away. Part of that, well, this whole last year has been about reassessing what I want to do and create space for and all of those things. And one thing that was really obvious to me was that although I loved that membership, it was taking up so it was like monopolizing my time and that was never the intention with it and although that was a great marker of it doing well there were other things that I really wanted to do that I knew I needed to create space for and as I started to announce that I was going to be bringing it to a close you know lots of people expressed that they didn't want that to happen Mm -hmm. and there was a moment and you'll remember this because I spoke to you about it where I put it back on the table and thought, could I do it in a different way? And that's what, you know, people were kind of suggesting because mm. they didn't want to let go of it. And I and there was a part of me that didn't want to let go of it. So I was like, <laughs> could we do this where I offer less, I charge less? But it comes back to a really fundamental principle for me in business, which is if I think, if something was something and I'm going to carry it on in a capacity that everyone is acknowledging is less than it was... Sure. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Even if it could still fulfill a need, even if it could still benefit, I'd much rather wrap that that thing and create something new in its own right that was always intended to be like that. And I think, personally anyway, that's how I think, you know, it's it, you can really help to make those. Because obviously changes are going to be necessary in all types of business. Mm. But when you, then the restaurant's the same, when you just shrink it and make it less than mm. and and kind of try and be like, oh, but it's great. Everyone knows it's less than it was. <laughs> yeah. And it's like what, what came up for me there was almost like that. Yeah, it's like the integrity. You're also like honouring the, the integrity of, the the space or the the container or whatever it is in your business that you've created the service um and knowing that yeah like as you've done going forward you still know that that's something that will serve your client community really well and some of the elements and the aspects of it and the yeah the things that they got out of it you can create in new and different ways Mm. it's not like you're saying right I'm not gonna you know provide any of these things that you all loved yeah I'm just gonna do it differently gonna do it differently and in its own right it's gonna be I think that's it like you need to build I want people to kind of when they look at me and my work they know that it will be the best the thing that I'm offering will be the best that I can do at that time I will never opt for kind of it's okay, mm. you know? Yeah. And I think you create that. And obviously you're not always going to get it right and not everyone's going to feel that because there'll be some misalignments. But um, but I think you've got to go into it from that perspective. If you go into it going like, well, I know it's not quite as good as it was and I know that in an ideal world this would really benefit everyone. But, you know, what works for me is this. So 
it's not perfect, but it will do. I think that is just the worst place to build anything from, you know? Yeah. 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 But people do that, I think, and I think... And it, I'm sure it, it comes across. Yeah, I think you feel it. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's really helpful, actually, because it's made me think, going back to the thing I started with, which is, you know, an in-person course delivered in-person live versus a Zoom live course, for example, which could be another option. It's like... I really like what you said about, prior, you know, making sure I'm not prioritising my needs over the community or the yeah, the training participants' needs. And also, like, yeah, I suppose they, are, they might be a bit different, but knowing that there's the kind of equal or, you know, different benefits and preferences that people will have. Um, and maybe it's doing both in some way or whatever it's something I can think more about but yeah it is challenging I you know that transition from in person <laughs> to online I saw recently I saw some comments from someone that had been involved in an in-person networking group that had gone online uh-huh. and they immediately opted out uh-huh. you know because it's like I was so devastated when it went online I think the thing is again in that situation if it were me I'd be like let's rebrand this whole thing uh-huh. let's not just say it's the same thing online because <laughs> yeah. then it's not the it's same. It's not the thing. same. No. And yeah. you, you kind of, you're always. And I remember that was one of the motivations with the collective. I was like, I can't be on calls going. You know when we used to do it like this. Mm. You know when when we did that thing before that was really good. Because you're, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not pleasant for you. You're kind of living in the shadow of something. Yeah, well, you're trying created. to like go. Well, this is just as good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're trying to convince well, exactly. yourself. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good. It, that's a that's always a good opportunity for a whole rebrand, I think. And whether that's a re- rebrand of a whole business or just a rebrand of that service. Yeah. Um, mm. So that it's not comparable. It's just different. Mm. And no one's saying it is, it, you know, it is intentionally different. Mm. The purpose is different. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if, um, if any of our listeners have done any of that kind of like had to make those sorts of decisions or like Kirsty's talking about there, like rebranding or completely shaking up, you know, the way that you're delivering a service offer and changing it. We'd love to hear from you. And also there's probably people that have done that really successfully and really well. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm quite black and white on my perspective on that. But um, I also, rec- you know, I can recognise yeah. that there's probably True. some people that have adapted a service or a whole business delivery and actually it's better. Yeah. And, um and have New gone, people may have come in yeah, and you, all that. Yeah, I guess there's also, there's a there's a kind of a recalibration process that you kind of got to stick with, probably. Like a time where there's going to be that, like, it's not what it was. Mm. But I guess you get to what you could potentially. So, yeah, it'd be good to hear someone that's done that really successfully, too. Mm. Mm. Kirsty opened her mind up there at the end, just to say that maybe she's not right. <laughs> Trying to make you all believe that I'm not so rigid in my thinking. <laughs> I'm far more open-minded than I come across, honestly. <laughs> oh, super duper. Well, I think we've got to um, head off. We've got to wrap up this week's messy business. Sorry it was so um, so short. We will try and make our Kylie dance break slightly earlier next time. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Have a good Have messy week. Fabulous messy week, everybody.